I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Fun show today. We're going to cover two uh, separate topics, actually, but two uh, different. I know a lot of talk about, we talk about disease and health and wellness and brain function, nutrition and digestion. We're going to talk about, first one's going to be body language. How to read somebody's body language. What do they mean by that? I remember being in eighth grade and my friend Kevin Jones had a book called Body Language. And I thought it was really cool and intriguing and learned a few tips on it. Didn't really follow up with it. But as I've gotten on in the years, I've learned to read somebody's body. Find out if they're really interested. Find out if they want to meet with you. Find out if they uh, are understanding what you're saying. How many people, when you ask them, how's your day today? I'm fine. Read the body language. Okay, I said, uh, read read the room. Find out what they're saying, what they're really saying. Uh, Ladies and men are going to tell you if your partner is lying to you. I'm going to show you how to figure that out today, which is kind of fun. Uh, and then we're going to do a show on uh, burnout. Are you, are you burned out physically? So let's jump right into the body line. We've got a lot of stuff to cover, and we never have enough time. So sometimes it doesn't even take a single word to get the message loud and clear. Your body language uh, is, can, can be skewing others' view of you. So not only am I going to teach you how to read the body, I'm going to show you how to not have somebody get the wrong impression of you. Uh, gestures, positioning of your body, the way your eyes look, the way your lips move. All of this is uh, ways to determine uh, if people are paying attention to you or if they like you or if they're interested. And also, uh, you can then be a little more careful as to what you do. You might be doing things innocently. You think it's no big deal, but you're really sending off a bad vibe. So the first one is kind of fun, licking your lips. Now, maybe you're just uh, daydreaming about lunchtime or you're having, uh, you know, you're thinking about something good in, in your life. But to a conversation partner, licking your lips can be read as an attraction. So if I'm chatting with someone and I lick my lips, they can say, hmm, there can be an interest here, a romantic interest involved. Uh, You also may wet them when you're talking about your romantic partner. So that could be something that's interesting. You may have an interest in someone. And as you're talking about them, you may just innocently lick your lips. And you could be saying, I'm thinking about my romantic partner. And that could be a sign that you're very satisfied or that you're very deeply in love. So just be careful about that because that could be misconstrued. So if you have dry lips, it's a good idea to carry probably a lip balm with you because I don't want you licking your lips because your lips are dry and somebody misconstrues uh, what you're doing. So just be careful about that. And on the flip side, if you're flirting with someone, uh, you can also then uh, very innocently or planned lick your lips and let them know uh, that perhaps you have an interest in them as well. So it's a way to flirt. It's a way to obviously flirt or innocently flirt, but it also can uh, be used in business too. If someone is perhaps talking to you because they really are just using you for something, or maybe they're interested romantically in you, but they're not really interested in you from a business standpoint, you then can say, you know what? I'm really not interested in this person, uh, and I'm, I'm getting this vibe. And then you can act accordingly. So just be careful with that. If somebody's flirting with you and you flirt back and you're innocently flirting, that can get you in some trouble because they think you're interested and really you're not. So you got to be careful. And again, be aware of these things. Notice if you do these things. And if you do, start thinking why you're doing it. And then determine, you know, get to the cause of the problem, not just treat the symptoms. Uh, Handshake. Handshakes, it's kind of funny because uh, starting to shake hands again. 
as COVID wraps up, people are shaking hands again. I remember the first time I shook somebody's hand. It was weird because I hadn't touched anybody in a long time. From a business standpoint, as a patient, and they came in, they stood up, and I said, Dr. Joe, it is such an honor to know you and to be in a room with you, and I reached their hand out, and I almost balked, like, I'm not sure what to do about this. Do we shake hands now? Is it allowed? Uh, same thing with hugging. Some people are huggers, and it's like, I don't know what the rules are. The rules haven't been established yet. But handshakes and first impressions go hand in hand, so to speak. Uh, a nice, firm hand grip uh, is considered uh, that you're interested, that you're a per- person of, uh, uh, of uh, you got good character. Uh, if you have this wimpy, fish-like handshake, probably not a good idea. Now, when you shake your hand, there's a, a time limit to that. Don't hold the person's hand too long because that's awkward. I've had that already. I'm shaking somebody's hand and they're kind of pulling you in toward them and they're shaking and shaking. And it's like, okay, this is really awkward. I'm not sure what to do about this. So how long you hold it to shake matters. If you drop out too quickly, it could be a sign of shyness too. So whether you're meeting someone from a business standpoint, family standpoint, just think about it. I remember being a child and one of my early memories, um, I went to Catholic church and there was a, a priest, a Mike Tyson, his name was, wasn't the boxer, of course. And he was so cool. Uh, younger guy and a couple of memories. One was, I remember it was uh, Midnight Mass. If you're Catholic, you know what that is. Midnight Mass, Christmas Eve goes into Christmas Day. And we're standing outside the church and we're all freezing. And Mike, he, was, he always worked with the kids. He was always with the youth groups. And I said to him, I say, hey, hey, Father Tyson, I said, I always wondered, what do you priests wear underneath your robes? because I was a wise guy. And he grabs his robe from the bottom and lifts it up over his head. And he had on gym shorts. And I thought that was so cool that a priest wore gym shorts. But I remember shaking his hand one time and he took his hand and put it on top of mine. So I shook right hand to right hand. He took his left hand and put it on top of my hand. And I remember thinking that was so cool. It really impressed me. So if you want to impress somebody, that's another way to shake hands is, you know, you put your hand on top of theirs. But once again, don't make it awkward. So just be careful about that. But those are just some things that might uh, enhance a handshake. And it's kind of important because things are coming back around again. Nodding. Nodding is another thing that is a body language that you can uh, follow. And I'm going to show you how to use these techniques as well. When you bob your head up and down during a conversation, uh, it, make it may seem like you're agreeable or interested. Nodding is contagious. So if you nod while you're speaking, you might convince others to go along with what you're saying. So salesmen learn this technique too. As you're talking, you ask very simple questions. So this is, you want to get healthy, don't you? And you nod your head and the patient now says, yes, I do want to get healthy. They start nodding their head as well. Salesmen use it like, Wouldn't, isn't this a great deal? So just be careful that somebody may be using these things against you as well. And so you then can make better decisions if this person is trained in body language, like you are now, uh, what to do about that and things that you can then protect yourself. Sometimes people use this for evil, not always for good. But by nodding your head in agreeance, the other person oftentimes is more likely to agree with you, which is kind of cool. Posture, of course, as a chiropractor and a pain management doctor, we look a lot at posture, but posture says a lot about someone. There's a reason why people say you're in a slump when things aren't going well. Science says that slouching your shoulders can make you hold on to stress and feel sad. Standing up straight can make you feel positive and come across more confident, more focused. Also, when you stand up straight, you open up your lung fields. When you open up your lung fields, you're able to get air into the lungs. You're able to breathe better. When you breathe better, of course, you're going to be healthier. So if you have trouble standing up straight and you try to stand up straight, you can't, you probably want to come see us. Because what most likely is, 
vertebrae in the mid-back or the rib and or ribs are twisted out of place. And when your ribs twist out of place or the bones twist out of place, you have a tendency to lean forward. The danger of that, not only from a social standpoint, from a structural standpoint, is that the bones are out of place and they're rubbing up against each other and they have a tendency to wear out. And when bones and joints wear out, we call that osteoarthritis. So you can be developing osteoarthritis because you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. There's, that's a you know, euphemism, but it really says that. In fact, I was on a Eric Von Hessler's show, a, a, a radio show host at WSB Radio. I was on his show, and one fellow there, Tim Andrews, always likes to get adjusted. He's a patient. He says it on the air, so I can say it. And um, when I'm there, he says, can you just work on me real quick while I'm here? And I do. And, uh, and then uh, Eric said, I want you to work on me too. And then Jared, his producer, said, I got this bad shoulder. He said, I can't lift my shoulder. Now, he's pretty young, this guy. And they, they all said this on the air, so I can say it. And um, so I worked on his shoulder and his back, and he went, oh, my God, I can move my shoulder. This is crazy. This is so good. And I can stand up straighter. So if you're having trouble standing up, the posture can present you as being uh, mousy or not confident, but it could be something structural. And if it is structural, that's something you don't want to mess with. You definitely want to get that fixed. So if you have bad posture, come see us. People say, well, I have bad posture. No, the bones out of place are causing a bad posture. It isn't always the posture causing the bones out of place. So that's what you have to consider as well. Uh, Is it a structural issue? When you touch your face and your hair, when you twirl your hair, brush back your bangs, uh, bring your hands to your face, it can come across as flirty. And it's funny, if you ever watch any of the Hallmark movies, the Hallmark Channel, all these Hallmark movies, uh, you can watch them, and they use this a lot in body language uh, for the actresses. It's usually actresses. Uh, they're interested in some guy, and of course, you ever watch one of these movies, the exact same plot, different place, same plot. Handsome fella runs into a woman. They start to like each other. There's a misunderstanding. They, they get mad at each other, and then in the end, with three minutes left, they kiss, and of course, everything's perfect. But one of the techniques they use, which is kind of cool, is uh, the woman will curl her hair when she's talking to the guy, or she'll flip her hair back. Uh, so they're using this as an acting technique, but it could be a sign that somebody's flirting with you. And you can also do it to hope that the person, you get their attention. So there's different meanings behind this, and you can use it to your benefit. Let's say you are flirting with somebody. Play with your hair. Something kind of neat. And if the person is aware of it, and sometimes it's even uh, you know, uh, subconscious, you see somebody do it, you don't even know what it means, but you, somehow you pick that up. So... Uh, Just be careful with that, too, because you may be trying to fix your hair and somebody thinks you're flirting with them. So we're talking about body language today, folks. And I know this is not really necessarily uh, the typical show that we do, but we're talking about uh, ways that you can better utilize body language uh, to help yourself. And like I said, sometimes body language can come across as uh, you're not confident, you're not happy, you're not uh, engaged. In reality, it's because you have something physical going on. You might have a pinched nerve. You might have neck pain, back pain. You may have a compression fracture in your spine. I've seen that already. And you look at the person and say, oh, what a meek, mousy little person. In reality, that's a warning sign. Just like pain. Pain is a warning sign. If you have pain, come see us. Chiropractic is the number one treatment for pain. Neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain. Most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. So why wouldn't you get that fixed? Because A, it's not good for your health. And now B, it can create uh, a social message that you may not want uh, you're not trying to, to, to convey. So locking somebody's eyes. Steady gaze creates a mixed bag of emotions. If the person you're talking to is comfortable with you, they're more likely to find you trustworthy if you look into their eyes. If they're, if they're not sure about you, a long look will make you seem like you may be more threatening. 
And no matter what someone thinks about you, everyone who has eye contact, they have a threshold that makes them feel good and makes them feel awkward. So if you're locking eyes with somebody and they start to look away, they've had their threshold. And again, these are things that happen uh, subconsciously, but don't stare at somebody who doesn't want to be stared at. It's a very awkward situation and it can make you uncomfortable. And of course, we've seen, I've seen thousands, maybe tens of thousands of patients in my career. And so each one of the patients I see, I have to match their personality. I walk in a room, Dr. Joe, oh my God, you're the greatest guy in the world. I love you. My family loves you. You're so amazing. You're the smartest guy I've ever heard. My energy then can go up. I can match that person's personality and their energy. If I walk in a room with a patient, maybe they're quiet, maybe they're in pain, maybe they're sad. I can't go in there with, you know, all, you know, guns blazing. I got to go in quieter and match their personality. So that's another thing you can do with someone is, you know, say read the room. A comedian line is read the room, find out what your audience is. The person you're talking to, find out how you're going to match their personality. Because people don't want somebody with the exact opposite personality. Somebody with a big personality and I go in the room and start talking real quiet. That's not what I want. People like people, like people who like them and who are like them. Okay, if you ever go to another country, you'll see these little pockets of expatriates. The Americans will hang out with the Americans. And different ethnic groups will hang out with different ethnic groups. You ever been to New York? I mean, it may be different now, but when I grew up around New York, you had the Italian section, you had the Puerto Rican section, you had the Jewish section, you had the black section, the, uh, uh, the German section. And so you had these little pockets that settled because people went with people that they liked and that they knew. And so you then can uh, match that person's personality. They're more likely to like you and also to listen to you. And if you're having a conversation, it's kind of nice that you're on the same level as that person. So locking eyes, again, don't stare too long. It could be a little awkward. Smiling, that's contagious. When you smile at somebody, it sends a signal. Your mouth muscles are, you're happy, and they oftentimes do the same. Smile triggers parts of the brain that deal with happiness, and they feel a greater sense of connection with you. My father, one of the most amazing human beings to ever walk the face of the earth. Uh, if you're new to the show, my father was deaf. He passed away. My father was deaf. He had a horrible accident and uh, fell off a ladder, broke his back, fractured his skull, went deaf immediately. So he never heard my voice my entire life. But he had the most amazing smile. People just love being around my father and children love to be around my father. And one of the things was that he was deaf. So whatever a kid said, it really wasn't that important necessarily, you know, small children. And they'd sit there and they'd sit on his lap and they'd talk and they'd talk. And I come from a huge Italian family. And the, I remember my cousins, uh, they just loved Uncle Joey. They loved Uncle Joey. And the reason was he'd sit and listen to them. Well, make believe he was listening to them. They'd just ramble on and on. But the one thing he did, he always smiled. And he'd, he'd, he'd wave to little kids. And, uh, you know, if we were out shopping or something like that, he'd always wave to little kids. And I still do that. I, I inherited that from my dad, I think. So I learned it. Um, and it's a great little thing to wave at little kids and smile because what could be better than a kid smiling back at you? So smiling is contagious. And so if you want to brighten up somebody's day, just smile at them. You don't have to talk to them. Just smile. That's all. Don't wave to adults, though. It can be a little freaky. But little kids, I think it's cool. And uh, just don't get creepy on it. Uh, the way you stand... And this goes back to, again, being a chiropractor and a pain management expert. Uh, the way you stand has a lot to do with how somebody's going to perceive uh, what your message is. So if you stand, if you stand with your uh, legs crossed and your arms crossed, that's a sign that you're shut down. You're usually not accepting information. Now, sometimes you're cold. But if you're standing locked up, that's you know, physically and emotionally, you're, 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 you're shutting people out. And so what you can do is as you're talking to someone, notice if they uncross their legs, if they uncross their arms. 
what that's telling you is they're physically opening up to you as well as emotionally. And so you're more likely to get your message across to open up the person. And we do this a lot with patients. Patients will come see us. Of course, many times they're in pain. They have health issues and they're, they're locked up. They have their arms crossed, their legs crossed. And as I'm sitting there talking to them, you can watch them. They don't know they're doing it. The leg will uncross. One arm will come loose. The other arm will come loose. And I say, okay, I'm getting my point across. They found something. They found hope with my doctors. And that's something that we offer uh, that patients love. They love knowing that there's something that might be done for them. So if you do have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, ever, if the car was damaged, you were damaged. If you have a health issue, digestive issues, nutrition, make an appointment to come see us. We would love to be your doctors. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Uh, again, we're a chiropractic and medical team. We have medical doctor on staff. We have chiropractors on staff or nutrition experts like myself on staff. We have our own line of supplements. So if, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, stop suffering. Just go to the website, drjoe.com. You can book an appointment right online. Uh, we, ha- we have appointments usually within 24 to 48 hours. Uh, we accept insurance. We file the insurance for you. Medicare, car accidents, sports injuries, workers' comp. We work a lot with insurance companies and attorneys if there's legal cases. We want to be your doctors. And we want to get to the cause of your health care problem, not just treat the symptom. So if you have a health issue, drjoe.com, there's little uh, maps of all our offices. Click on the map. You can make an appointment right online. You can call us if you want to, but stop suffering. The initial visit is uh, normally $375. We've reduced that to $249. Uh, that's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first adjustment on the first visit. The second visit is going over the x-rays and the nutrition evaluation. Nutrition evaluation is $150. And then we'll put together a treatment plan for you, and then we'll continue care. Now, here's the thing. If you're just a tire kicker, if you just have a question, please don't come in, fill out all the paperwork, take up our staff's time, take up our x-ray time, take up rooms in our office. If you have a question, send it to me through the website, drjoe.com. If you're serious about wanting to get well, then please make an appointment. But please don't come in and take up a lot of time because somebody else wants that appointment, I promise you. If it's a simple question, hopefully we can answer it. If we think we can help you, we're gonna tell you that. If we don't think we can help you, we're gonna tell you that too. Never promises or guarantees, But it's important that if you're serious about wanting to get well, for you, your friends, your family, and your children, make an appointment right now, drjoe.com. We're talking today about body language and what that means and what it can mean to your health as well, but not only your physical health, but your mental health. Hand gestures. uh, When you gesture as you gab, it's more likely uh, that your words will linger in someone's mind. So if you've ever seen a live lecture that I've done, and we have a YouTube channel, at Dr. Joe Esposito, we have a lot of live lectures there, uh, I talk with my hands. I'm Italian. I can't help myself. But also, it makes an impression. People remember that. If you just sit with your hands quietly, chances are it's not going to make such an impression. But I was an actor back in high, high school and college as well, and that's one of the things they taught us in acting school. You know, you're on stage, you don't have cameras and angles and cuts and lighting. You have to make people get your message right away. So that's why that's important uh, to do that. Now, don't do too much of it because then you look silly. But hand gesturing can make somebody listen to you more. Dilated pupils. I want to cover this one. I want to cover this one because if you are talking to someone and their pupils dilate, that oftentimes means that they're interested. They're paying attention to you. Uh, If someone tells you they love you, and they look you in the eyes and the pupils dilate, they mean it. If the pupils constrict, chances are the person is lying to you. So you can watch somebody just look in their eyes, whether it's romantic or not. Pupils dilate, good thing. Pupils constrict, doesn't. 
Okay, so uh, it's just a fun little thing you can do. And if you're a parent, you can look at your kid's eyes and watch their eyes because you can't fake this one. This is one thing you can't fake. It's an autonomic reaction, sympathetic, parasympathetic reactions. Dilation good, constriction bad. So that's a little trick you can do to find out if somebody's really being serious with you or not. Uh, if you tense up your lips, okay, that could be a sign. Uh, liars are more likely to have this habit than people telling the truth. Literally, tight-lipped uh, could mean they come across as untrustworthy. So notice somebody as they're talking to you, and as you look in their face, their pupils dilate and their lips are relaxed. Chances are that's a good thing. If they're, uh, you know, they're pursing their lips and the, const- and the pupils constrict, eh, they're probably going to be lying to you. And, you know, people lie all day, every day. I saw one study, how many times somebody lies a day. And usually it's a little innocent white lies just to move on to another topic or something like that. But if you're in business, if you're in a relationship, it's good to know. Don't you always want to know if I could read your mind? Alan Parsons song. It's a band, for those of you who don't know that. But um, Eye in the Sky was the name of the song, in case you're wondering. But I, I can read your mind. And you can read their mind by reading their body language. Okay, and you can't fake this stuff, which is kind of cool. Good liars sometimes can get away with it, but you can't do it for long. Uh, Personal space, of course, social distancing is a big thing. Um, If somebody trusts you, they're more likely to come in closer to you, and that's good. Uh, So, but you have to decide what your personal space is. I don't like people getting too close to me physically. So I'm a, I have a personal space. I'm fine with people being there. There are some people that you, everyone does it. They let people in their personal space. And again, read the room. Find out if this is something that someone wants you in there or not. If they do, absolutely, it's fine. If they don't, don't force it. It's going to make for a very awkward situation. And there's a thing called micro-expressions. Now, what micro-expressions are is you try to fix your face, poker face. Okay, you try to, you know, you have a poker face. You can't, re- you can't read what that person has. But inevitably, there's going to be some type of facial twitch, a grimace, a raised eyebrow, uh, impressions uh, that you really can't control in most cases. So... If, if your unguarded reaction to something is discussed, chances are the observer is going to sense that uh, and they're going to go, oh, I, I can tell that this person is disgusted by it. So uh, again, just things to look for. And another fun thing, gosh, we're almost out of time. I got so much more to cover, uh, is mirroring. Now, mirroring is kind of neat. What mirroring is, is I said people like people like them and people like people who like them. So if, I'm, if you're sitting there talking to somebody and this might be a trick you could even use on a date. And again, somebody with for forever. It could be a long-term uh, friend or a long-term relationship. Is if they cross their hands, you cross their hands. If they touch their ear, you touch their ear. You touch your ear. Don't touch their ear. Uh, so, um, and watch their body language. And it's amazing when you start mirroring them, they seem to like you more. So it's a little trick that you can do. Uh, just be careful about things like Botox, of course, <laughs> when you can't uh, move your eyes. Uh, that may relate uh, uh, that you're not serious or that you're grimacing. Uh, in reality, Botox, what it does, it's, it's, a, it's a botulism and it paralyzes the muscles so you don't have wrinkles in your face, but you also lose expression as well. So expression is kind of neat. And the reason I want to do this show is because a lot of these things could be signs that you're unhealthy. And if, you're not, if people think you're not serious or, or you're, you're mean, they're not going to like you. And so not only do we talk about physical health, we only talk about mental health. And there's three things you have to have to have good health. Normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, and good nutrition. That's the core. But you also have to have mental health. Because the stresses that we have are physical, chemical, and emotional. And if you don't have good emotional health, that can affect your physical health as well. So I thought I'd do this show. It's just kind of fun. Uh, if you have any questions, folks, send it to us through the website, drjoe.com. 
If you have a health problem, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, digestive issues, uh, nutritional issues, headaches, car accidents, uh, numbness, tingling, come see us. The biggest complaint I get, and I've been in practice 37 years, okay? The number one complaint I get is, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait so long to come see you guys? So if you want to make an appointment, go to the website, drjoe.com. You can book it right online. We accept insurances, car accidents, sports injuries, Medicare. We do the filing for you. And if you have any questions, send them to me through the website, drjoe.com. Follow us on social media, at Dr. Joe Esposito. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.